0: Today we're looking at Bruce Banner, we're looking at the Hulk, we're looking at their story, we're looking at our story, we're looking at God's story, and how all of that kind of connects together into one larger story. It all starts with like an experiment. It starts with an experiment. So Bruce Banner is this amazing, promising um, scientist. He's, he's kind of like physically weak, socially withdrawn, and emotionally reserved physicist. An experiment goes horribly wrong, an explosion takes place, and he gets exposed to this gamma radiation. And Bruce's life is never the same again. And actually life is like an experiment. Life is like an experiment. There is nothing you will ever choose to do that is certain. There will be no situation in your life where you will go to do something and the outcome is guaranteed. It's all an experiment. And every now and then, when we're living our life, like as you grow up as a kid, you don't know what's happening. You don't know how your interaction is going to pan out. You don't know how this is going to go. And sometimes we take the assumptions of the culture we live in that tells us this is unacceptable, this is acceptable. If you do this, then this will happen, then that will happen. And then someone comes who is an alien or an immigrant that's from outside our culture, and you do that process, and it's received totally differently. It's like a curveball because They don't have the same shared values. The experiment isn't played by the same rules. And so in life, we discover all these different types of things like a marriage. It doesn't matter if you had marriage prep, bro. When you get into that marriage, dang, it is an experiment. You do not know. With some crazy scientists. It is, man. (laughs) That is what marriage is. And you're like, man, we better find this formula and fast because this is not working and that, that can take well that's definitely the first year it can last longer I mean it can take three like people always people go into marriage like oh um, yeah man if I just got married it would complete me yeah yeah good luck with that <laughs> you get into marriage you're gonna live with the Hulk um, <laughs> uh, both sides both sides nice recovery both sides oh my god. yeah that, that wasn't that, that wasn't yeah, yeah 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 jeez man's digging still so um yeah, it's like a marriage is a bit of an experiment Job, your first time rolling up to work If you went up with those school, college, university values You know you got that P45 fast Like, you can't be going with that Oh, like, man, I just want to stay in bed today I'm going to miss a little bit Come in late a few times Yeah, cool, yeah You know what, find, some, find another job, bruv It's cool, man You won't be having that very long A relationship. You may have all these values and these things that you love about your life and the system you put in place, but when you try and take those systems of single life into a relationship, what do you mean I can't just have you here and live my life how I want to live? You're going to find out real fast. You're going to get exposed to some gamma radiation. Uh, Your dreams. Oh, I've got these amazing dreams that I want to achieve. Well, if you don't change certain things, move things around, you're going to have a couple of explosions. A few dreams are going to explode, Until you learn some lessons that's going to help you forward. Yeah, thank you. I've always wanted a coughed up orange all my life. Thanks. Thanks, Eden. Uh, I'll keep that and treasure it and dry it out later. Um, And then there's friendships. There's all sorts of friendships that we have that go wrong, that go in different ways where there's an explosion that happens that just causes the deepest hurts within us. There's investments. Everyone, as a teenager, as a young adult, has grown up with that one light, like, with, that, with that friend who's like, "Man, I'm telling you, bro, this will make us money quick." <laughs> We've all had it. This will make us money. I'm telling you, poker. It's easy. It is easy. Look, man. Look, I've got two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars up. Go home next day. Phone him like, up. Man, what was the winnings? Oh, I lost it all about three a.m. Jeez, jeez, jeez. You have some explosions in these experiments that we go through. Uh, When one of those experiments goes wrong, it can lead to us wanting to kind of withdraw. You know, a relationship blows up and all of a sudden we want to go into isolation and we want to go under the covers and we want to hide away. We don't even want to see. Sometimes it's not so funny. Sometimes it's like a a situation where we encounter such deep, scarring hurt, such a traumatic experience, just like the one that Bruce has, where that explosion, I mean, that is a real explosion and, and your life will never be the same again. Um, There are huge risks for him about being amongst um, habited areas. Uh, If he's around those habited areas and someone ticks him off the wrong way, he doesn't know what could happen. He won't be in control of it. He could destroy everything. Having worked with young people for the large part of my life in gangs or from disadvantaged areas, I have seen some, oh boy, I have seen some explosions. I've seen some explosions that have caused new identities to be formed within the larger identity of the individual, where you have this sustainable dualism that isn't schizophrenic, but is a way of sustaining them in the environment that they're in. And I have seen guys go crazy. Like, like I mean, scared me crazy. Not scared me as in, like, I think he, 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 I think he, he's going to bang me up or anything like that. I mean, as in, I've seen the kids switch on another kid and the decibels go up so loud, the shaking, the violent, losing control of the limbs as they rage at another. That It, it just goes from nothing to that so quickly. So I'm not talking about a kid who's necessarily like about it. Is as, as in his tough. He is a bit about it and he's about that, but actually what it is, is he's had an experiment gone wrong in his life. He's had a moment of severe abuse and when he's put in this situation again and it looks like rejection is coming, it looks like a situation that can threaten him in any way, that won't be him again. And bang, it just goes. I mean, the first few times I saw that, it scared the hell out of me. Uh, towards the end I end up not even lying, my manager cussed me out for this for ages. I, I end up just sitting there reading the new sports pages, going, oh look, so and so's leaving. Can't believe it. Didn't think they'd try and buy him. He's like, Addy, he's gonna kill him. I went, no, nah, no, nah, I've done this a few times. Two- i I've been at this rodeo too many times. This is just a lot of noise out of a window. He ain't hitting anyone. It's one of those ones where it's like, oh yeah, if this teacher weren't holding me back, and the guy's like, I'm really not doing anything, I'm just standing in front of you, like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing anything, oh, brother, if he weren't quick, actually, I didn't even know what was going on, I was still writing on the board when it kicked off, like, you know what I mean, all these kind of things, what it really is, is there's been an experiment, there's been an explosion, and there's this gamma radiation, just leaking beneath the surface, wanting to take over, and lead your life in a way you would never normally choose, and actions you would never normally, um, go for, and it leads to Hulk smash, and we do, don't we? Say if we think about the relationship scenario again, where things don't quite go our way, where something just happens in the relationship, where someone says something, when someone treats you a certain way, when someone has a value for you that isn't the same value you have for them and the anger just comes up. And instead of expressing your displeasure at the situation and talking about how things can be worked through, it is just, I'm going to smash this before it smashes me. And then the other person is sitting there completely unaware, Bruce Banner has disappeared the person in front of them is not who they're dating it is the Hulk and they will just do damage to the relationship they actually want to repair but they don't know how because an experiment has gone wrong in their life at some stage and that rejection defines them more than any other situation and so then what happens is after you have this kind of Hulk smash kind of environment that goes on is then comes the the the, the self-loathing comes the self-loathing so um What happens when the Hulk is unleashed? Well, devastation. Um, In the the Age of Ultron, there's this amazing moment. I'm not going to get the words right, but I love this scene where they've done this huge fight scene and um, Black Widow's calming Bruce Banner down and she's going to him like, oh, you know, it it was all okay. And he's like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Like scared, not knowing that the devastation he could have caused. And then Thor steps in with going... (laughs) <laughs> many songs in Bahala but many people in Bahala will be screaming from the the, the, the depths of your kind of like victory or whatever. And then Bruce is like, "Oh God, no!" And he goes, "No, no, no!" More like more like tame bruising or oh, aches and pains. He just tries to like bring it down. Um, but that's what happens isn't it the devastation and then you're like phoning someone going oh man what, what's she saying what's he saying like have you uh, oh oh crap yeah I didn't mean it to kind of go like that oh man or even if it's not a relationship between two people it could be like oh man what's, 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 how's Pat doing man I, I realised man I had a drink one too many last night and he cussed me and I destroyed him uh, is he coming back out <laughs> like, is he like what, where's, where's it at um, that situation where things just go out of control um, the funny thing is is Hulk dislikes Puny Banner Puny Banner And Banner dislikes Hulk Doesn't all of this sound really quite familiar To you guys Or is it, is it just me Can I just, Am I the only one here who can like really pinpoint those moments Where I'm like Oh, that, that situation right there When that person died Or that situation right there When, uh, when, 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 I, when I was bullied Oh, that situation where I went for that job interview three times and failed all three times and got so peed off i actually went for a fourth <laughs> even though i didn't even want to work in the company after that and then i got the fourth that was ridiculous i was like damn it i don't even want to be here anymore and you've given me the job scum and then i worked really hard to prove them wrong because i was so upset that they gave me the job on the fourth time and i deserved it the first time oh man it's so ridiculous isn't it you end up living this life enslaved because of your own um your own uh, loathing it's hilarious Um, It works in all shapes and sizes. We loathe who we become and what we do when the other side of us takes over. The other side of us acts in total disregard of what we've been committed to and what we've been building and working towards. And actually in the Bible, when we read some of the words of Paul, he kind of expresses this. He says, I don't do that which I want to do, and that which I uh, want to do, I don't do. And that's in Romans um, chapter 7. He talks of war between the flesh and the spirit. Um, Spirit in the Flesh or Banner and Hulk Banner and, Banner and Hulk um, I've met a lot of Christians who loathe themselves who can't contend with this, ba- this balance of why is it I'm always doing what I don't want to do and not doing what I do want to do and those, that phrase that Paul has if you don't get it in that right balance and embrace it and own it as it is and become kind of okay with it and come to the place he does where he talks about a thorn in this flesh and that God says my grace is sufficient and Christians take that as a cop-out it's not grace means God's power and ability to change so Paul is just resting in the fact that God's going to be the one who brings the change in this I can't speed this process up or make it change any different but I'm embracing the fact of the one who can and when you don't embrace that kind of a mentality what happens is this whole self-loathing thing and this whole thing about I'm not doing what I want to do but I'm doing what I don't want to do and that gets you down then Christians kind of self-loathe and then what happens is they get really withdrawn and what they do is they move as far away as possible from the mission of God and they move closest to what I call Christianese where they become really Christian, man they say stuff that just does not make sense Doesn't make, they, they know all the phrases and you're all hanging out and they're saying things like, you know, oh, you're like, how are you doing? Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And you're like, Josh, how are you doing, bro? I, I still have no idea how you're doing. Yeah, blessed be the name of the Lord, totally get that. Uh, oh man, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, or I'm, I'm struggling on and all these kind of things. And I'm like, man, you don't say that to anyone on a Monday. Why am I getting this today? Like, if I asked you on Monday and I was your colleague at work, you'd tell me how you're actually doing. Or you'd lie and just go, oh, great, thanks. you're yeah, amazing, had a great weekend. Really, we're killing each other, whatever. But all this kind of... This stuff that just sounds really, really Christian. And they say all these different things and they make jokes with references to scripture and stuff. And you're like, oh, blowing my brains out with a shotgun. It's all this kind of stuff that sounds really like you're in there, but when you observe the wider, larger part of life, man, they're, they're not out there. And, and if you know someone who like, is fully in love with who God is and who God's calling them to be... They are about that life. Like, that needs to be a phrase that Christians need to own. Like, people on the ends on the streets, they talk about all the teenagers and the youth I work with, they're like, I'm about that life. Christians are not about that life. They're not. They're about uh, fitting in life with some weird Christian sayings that I don't even think I know what they mean anymore. I don't know. Like, you guys can fill me in later and explain a lot of this stuff to me. It just goes over my head when I read the scriptures and the call of God and the divide. And so when this self-loathing kicks in, what it causes you to do is it causes you to step away from the mission. I don't really want to share faith. I don't really, and I'm not talking about ramming an irrelevant Bible verse down someone's throat in a situation or just saying some weird theological answer to someone who's actually going through the traumatic situation that causes a Hulk. I'm talking about being with the person through it and pointing them to Jesus who has helped you through those traumatic situations because that's what He does. He meets us at every stage of this story. Jesus is, he brings the calm down on the Hulk and silences it and transforms us back to who we were meant to be before the trauma starts. But he also sometimes enrages us into the Hulk to bring about change within our society and in our communities. We cannot afford to allow self-loathing of that scenario and that imbalance to stop us from being on the mission of God. We can't allow it. It's, it's un, if, if you want to allow it, wrong church, find another one. It's not, it's not who we are. It's never who we're going to be. And if it is who we're going to be, we're going to fail completely our objective of who God has called us to be at City Hill. So what we end up with is actually what it's about. It's about channeling your inner Hulk. Channeling your inner Hulk. So in different Hulk storylines, and I haven't actually read or watched too many, I know there's one where they're just like, you know what, this is a... This is a loaded cannon. We don't know what this guy is. And they just send him off into space as far away from Earth as possible because they're like, this guy is just going to, he could just destroy everything. Like, it's too risky. Get rid of him. And Christians tend to do that to themselves, (laughs) as I've just pointed out. We don't wait for someone to jettison us. We go, oh, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. I'll go. Boom. I'll go as far away from anyone who needs Jesus as possible. Yeah, see you later. Call me Jonah. Give me a spaceship. That's what we do as Christians. I mean, just jettison off into the distance. I and mean, it's, it's absolutely absurd. Um, and, and, and you know what? There are times where when you are hurting and you're in that midst of, uh, of vulnerability and pain and anger, that sometimes you do need to just take a moment and step back. I can see you are gunning for me. You right, Papa? You all right? Yes, darling. You need to take a moment and withdraw and kind of step back. But actually, I believe God wants to use us as Hulk as well. And that channeling our inner hulk is such a key part of the Christian life. You know what's funny is so often in conversations or when you're hanging out with someone, the things that make them angry are so important. The things that make an individual angry are kind of key, key things to look out for. So, if what makes you angry is not being able to get the desired parking space to go shopping which means you're going to have to move further away from said building and that is what gets your Hulk smash going and brings out the rage or too many red lights stopping you on a way to a journey or your, your partner's longness at getting ready if that's what brings out the Hulk if those <laughs> no, no, you don't want to hear what I have to say about that if that's what's going to bring out the Hulk that's not a great sign that is not a great sign like, don't get me wrong I get frustrated as well, and I get ticked off. But when I throw out some of these things, we have to pretend like we care about them. Something that I'm going to say, we're going to pretend like we care about them. We're going to pretend like we're angry about them. But actually, these are the things that we need to be angry about. We need to be angry that today 10,000 children are going to poo themselves to death of starvation in, in Africa alone. And no one's angry about that. Um, we need to be angry that on Clapham Common over there, there are more influential, powerful and rich people getting together to protect the grass than there are any community or individuals getting together to protect the deprived people and the estate just there. I'm gonna say that one again because I don't think it's sunk in. That grass over there, I can buy the grass seeds from Wilco. I can afford it and man's broke out here. I can fix that grass. Lots of rich people getting together to collaborate to protect the grass from being ruined. Loads of kids on that estate selling drugs, trying to provide for their family. No one's getting together for them. That doesn't make you angry, but the parking space does. There's something seriously wrong with you. There's something seriously wrong with you. If when you look at videos of things like eric garner and you don't get angry there's something seriously wrong with you if you saw the videos of the dads and the mums holding their children in syria who have chemically been poisoned screaming but there's nothing anyone can do because that's it those chemicals are hit and those kids die if that doesn't bring out some anger in you something seriously wrong and you see in these scenario this is where god needs the hulk why he needs the hog. When there are guys like in the Rotherham, like I want to call you guys to like watch some BBC documentaries here. I've watched two of my wife recently that are so amazing, so powerful. Damolola Taylor. The Damilola Taylor BBC film, one of the best things I've ever seen in my whole life because it's true and they've done it as close to how it was as possible and the dad has verified that. The dad has said how that is exactly what it was like. It is incredible. You have to watch it. It is so powerful. And when you see that happen there and how powerful that story was and how it captivated a nation then, and there are more stabbings of children and teenagers today than there were then, you should start to feel a bit angry inside. You should still feel the Hulk coming. You should feel Bruce Banner disappearing. The other one is the Rotherham girls. Three girls. Another BBC documentary. If you can, watch that. Unbelievably... Horrific story of the girls abused in Rotherhams by a group of men. Unbelievably moving. These are the types of things that should bring out the hulk in us. And you see, the thing is, these are not exclusive stories. These are not one offs. These are, these are frequent. These are frequent. There are girls being abused in this country, and there were before Rotherham, and I knew of. Not the actual individuals, but I knew someone who was a social worker who told me they quit to do something else because they knew of kids being trafficked from Kent to London to be sexually abused for money. And they were like, I'm out. I'm done. No one's, no one's picking this up. I'm checking out. And so they, 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 they hulked, not just because they quit. They started their own charity and they started making a difference in people's lives and taking ownership of it. And at City Hill, we need to be like the Hulk. There are times, the Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. And you know what? I think some of the greatest sins, it's not the things you actually do. It's what you don't do. Bill Clinton's greatest regret of his presidency isn't Monica Lewinsky. That had an impeachment And that's not his greatest regret His greatest regret Is in 1994 That he did not action The United States of America's army To intervene in the genocide in Rwanda That's his biggest regret Straight up It's not what he did It's what he didn't do He didn't allow that anger So there are two sets of people today That I'm kind of talking to There's two scenarios And I believe both scenarios speak to all human beings at different stages in their lives on the one hand some of you may need healing from god from a traumatic experience that has caused you to live your life with the gamma radiation just lurking between the under the surface ready to explode at any moment ready to make decisions for your life and where you're going to head where you're going to go what you're going to do what you're not going to do who you're going to be with Decisions of fear that live behind you, scarring you because of that moment that caused that change. And I believe, I don't believe, I know Jesus steps in in those scenarios because he's done it in my life. I can talk at different stages. I can talk of when I wanted to kill myself, at Stoneleigh train station He stepped in And he turned my life around I can step back before then When I was a small When I was actually a teenager And my, my, my girl I've seen Had been sexually abused By a gang that wanted to get at me And Jesus stepped in And he healed my life I can speak when I was Nine years of age And I'd been, I was now I was about to be bullied For five years straight Because I stepped up for a kid Whose mum had breast cancer And they were bullying him And they didn't pick on him anymore Because I stepped up And I was quite a cool kid But they bullied me For the next five years And you know what He carried me through He was with me Through the midst of it He didn't leave me on my one I never felt on my own. When I cried in my bed at night, I would pray and I would feel the presence of God, the Holy Spirit come and bring comfort and peace and usher me into sleep. I know that he sees me through my Bruce Banner moments, in my most traumatic moments where I felt so alone and so beaten. Those times when I felt like I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to be able to be a good dad, I'm not going to be able to be a good husband, I'm not good enough to do these things, I can't do this, I can't do that. He's been with me through every one of those moments and I believe he'll do it through your moments. I don't just believe it, I know it if you give him a chance and allow him to come in and start to heal and remove all that gamma radiation from those traumatic experiences in your life but second group of people and if you're in the first group one day you'll be in the second group and maybe you're in both groups the second group that i'm kind of speaking to today is you're getting angry about dumb stuff dumb dumb stuff I've lived my, my entire life in church and I've spent more time walking away from a Sunday with different groups of people. I will never do this ever again for the rest of my life and I don't anymore. Mainly because I have to part myself. But they leave church and all they do is they go for a meal and they sit there focusing on the thing the preacher got wrong. Biggest bunch of morons and I've been one for the majority of my life. That's the highlight. Oh, did you hear that bit was doctrinally incorrect? Mm. Did you hear there was a point when he preached Jesus resurrected and what it means for your life? Did you miss that point that could change your life and your whole community? And you want to focus on he got that bit wrong. Oh man, check yourself before you wreck yourself because you're wrecking yourself and you're wrecking the world around you. Spending whole times checking out different Christian ministries online to find the flaws in them. And that is, man, there are guys who say they're called to do that. And I'm just like, man, get a life, get a hobby, build some plastic aircrafts. I don't care. What are you doing with your life? I've spent more time around people leaving a church, criticising something rather than hearing the call to create something. And when I look in my Bible, I see two fathers running parallel through the whole thing. And one it says is to hear to kill, steal and destroy. And another one it says in the first passage, creator... God, who gets mirrored in the Gospel of John as being the Father, and we see him in the Gospels as the Father God, who creates, God calls us not to kill, steal and destroy, smash things down and destroy things in a cynical generation, he calls us to stand out from a cynical generation, to be a faithful generation that speaks faith and life into situations, that looks into things like the current situations with knife crime, with with sexual abuse, with deprivation and it doesn't go oh look the government's not sending the money it goes what can I do in my sphere of influence what one kid could I mentor in my ends whose life I could change just one don't have to have the answer for the nation have the answer for one in front of you and that is when you step up and you become the Hulk because this anger starts to burn inside of you I'm going to end on this story I've shared it before but it's it, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. I remember an old lady in my church, she was known in all the ends around Croydon, really elderly lady, because she just loved people. Like, proper organized crime guys love this woman. Like, if anyone touched her all oh my days, you'd be dead in like 20 minutes. There's no way you'd be alive. And she came up to me one day on a Sunday and said, I got a family for you. And I was like, oh man, I got a family. I'm cool, thanks, you know. But I've been reading my Bible The God is Father to the Fatherless. And she started to tell me that there's a single mom, four boys, different dads, um, youngest are a bit young, but there's two kind of approaching teenage years. I want you to be like a father to them because they don't know what that is. And I remember going like, well, God's father to the fatherless, so yes, I'll be father to the fatherless. So I started meeting with him once a month. Just going around Sutton Which is where I live and Some of you guys Who came for the Volunteer social mine yesterday that's, that's my end I'd take him around there Go around the shop Stuff Go cinema Go whatever we just chat Hang out That was it That's all I did Nothing special That's all I did And then I started to Really love on this kid man And I, I, just, I just He was only a few years younger I was like 19 I think he was like 14 at the time 13, 14 And um, we just started Growing up all the way To his GCSE period And I remember he was doing GCSEs and I was meeting with him after every couple of days and going, well, how did this exam go? How did that exam go? How are you preparing for the next one? How's this going on? And I remember walking along just by the bus stop of Sutton High Street around the corner from the council building and um, he goes, oh, I did English yesterday. I went, oh, cool, man. How'd it go? He goes, it was good. It had this essay question. I was like, oh, cool. What was it? He goes, it said, write about one significant adult in your life. He goes, I wrote about you. Oh, man, I couldn't look at him. Couldn't make eye contact. I had to just keep my head up and go, oh, cool, man. When I got home, man, I, t- I just couldn't stop crying. I was like, wow. I stepped into this. I, I gave nothing. I brought nothing to the table, but to him it matters. Years later, about a year and a half ago, no, maybe longer than that now, maybe two, he bumped into my, my wife. Actually, not this Christmas, the Christmas before, a few months before that, she, she bumped into him on Sutton High Street. He was with a new girlfriend i would never met yet. And as it, um, he bumps into her. She's pushing the buggy. Eden's really little. And uh, he introduces my wife, Jodie, to his girlfriend, and goes, this is the the wife of the man who fathered me. That's what he said about me. I just gave a few weekends. But because God put an anger in my heart, before that woman ever spoke to me, put an anger in my heart, a passion. Anger isn't always a bad thing. Anger is a passion for the fatherless. And it's never gone away. It's never gone away never going away, and you know what i felt like i was doing something for someone else but god has done more for me and that kid and those kids that I, he's not the only one have done more for me than i've ever done for them even this week i sponsored a child for african child trust and i put this emails i flagged them as to go back to and i never go back to them and i had 250 and i went this is ridiculous i started to go back for them all and as i got all the way back i got back to december and at that moment, I got a message from someone on my phone because I've been fundraising. I do sit here full-time. I fundraised for eight months to get the money together to do this so that I could give it a go, give it a bash, and push it with everything I had. And I'm missing this guy as a mate of mine. I'm like, oh, you know, is, is, is the money coming? Because so I know you guys have agreed it or whatever. And he's gone like, yeah, 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 let me fix that for you. And then that day, that morning, my phone goes, and he goes, the money's in the account. And I've gone to look at the account, and I remember I asked for an amount, a small amount. And that amount has not gone into the account. Double that amount's gone into accounts. So I messed him back going, whoa, 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 I'm looking for this. But I saw this. And he goes, oh, sorry, didn't I tell you? We decided we don't want to give you that. We're going to give you this. And we're going to give you this next year as well. And I was like, wow. And I nearly cried, man. I nearly cried because this was a scary month. I nearly cried. And then there came this moment where I go through these emails that backdated that I haven't checked. And I get to this email from a partner in Nigeria, Epaja. Um, just not too far from Lagos or one of the states and there's an email and there's this attached picture which never loaded before and I'm reading through it and there's this kid going in these really long impressive words that were just ridiculous for a child that age I mean like I swear like these words man like they must have like a thesaurus or something next to their piece of paper because it is ridiculous and Basically, just as it says, thank you so much for what you're doing in my life. You're doing so much for me. I'm doing really well at school and I've got hope and I've got a future and da-da-da. And then it gets this bit, I am praying that God, this is what I've read straight after I've got that message and this came in December. I am praying that God will bless you a million, trillion times over. And I'm sitting there, let me tell you, I ask churches for money all the time. They say no. Sometimes they don't even reply. They don't even reply to me. No response. And then this church on the day I'm reading that letter, from a kid that I'm supporting in Nigeria and they're saying I'm, I'm praying that God blesses you millions and trillions I'm replying straight back to the partner going please let dear uh, Kayode, Kayode uh know that uh, God has answered their prayer <laughs> everything is double double <laughs> you know what I mean and it starts with a passion and anger and I don't do that for that but that was just so unbelievably awesome But when God puts an anger and a passion in your heart, it's not okay to just resort to an angry tweet or an angry Facebook post that releases that anger because you haven't channeled it well. That's a flop. That is a flop. If you're angry about a situation and your anger leads you to a post, waste man moves. No changes come out of a one-off post you flick up there. That's it. It's easy to do that. What comes is when you get angry about something, and you go, what can I do? And you find something. And even if you think it's small and insignificant, you do it anyway. Because one day there may be a kid going, that is the man who fathered me. Insignificant trips to shops fathered me. Those were his words. I didn't put them there. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? It's time for us to Hulk smash but to channel it. I'm going to pray for us and that'll be there. Father God, I thank you for your faithfulness towards every single one of us. Father, there are some of us here today that beneath the surface there's some gamma radiation, some toxic part of our life that is killing us. Father, I know that those things don't just disappear at a click, but I know some of the deepest, darkest days in my life where the toxicity, the gamma radiation from some of my darkest pains caused me nearly to commit suicide. But you. Walked me back up that street You spoke into my life You spoke into my heart And you gave me a hope and a future I pray for those of us right now Lord Who are battling that gamma radiation That is dictating how we live our lives I pray that you would come By the power of your Holy Spirit And start to guide us on a new path For others of us Lord Who fall into the other category That are angry about stupid stuff That doesn't matter Help us to not be like our father the devil who came to steal, kill and destroy, but help us to be like our father in heaven who calls us to be innovators, social innovators and creators who create new worlds and new realities with our words. We speak into existence. You spoke the world into existence, you call us to speak the new heaven and earth into existence right here, right now, into our communities, into our needs. May we not be overwhelmed by the size of the challenge But we grow by your spirit and through our anger and our passion into the Hulk who is able to take bite-sized chunks out of that situation. May we not be tweeters of the word. May we be doers. In Jesus' name, amen.